What's better than this? Guys, me and dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs and Chris Shuby Schubert from the Draft Network. And we are your hosts here on this live episode of Takes on Takes. Live on a Tuesday, on a Monday evening and in your podcast feed on a Tuesday. Today's podcast is brought to you by Pepsi. This football season will be different and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is a refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. And Kyle, I know we maybe haven't talked about this, but are we rebranding this thing as the Draft Dads podcast? Welcome to fatherhood, my guy, Kyle Krabs in the house. And with that new dad smile. Draft Girl Dads <laughs> Take podcast. A step further, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, life's good, man. Life's great. You know, this is. I think this encapsulates where Kyle's at in his life. Him and I. When did we talk on the phone today? Three thirty, something like that, in this yes. afternoon. Three yeah. thirty, just catching up on things. And and the last thing we talked about is Kyle's like, you know, look, I, I don't think I'm gonna do a live stream tonight. You know, I just I'm gonna need a we little bit a more time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, of things. Seven o'clock. Here comes Kyle in Listen. like a wrecking ball. Hey, I'm in. Listen. It's players want to play, right? So you get down to game time and I'm ready to strap up. So we're here. We're going to do takes on takes. I'm excited for it. Excited for the hot takes. I've seen a lot of hot takes already in the comments. So looking forward to, to Shuby dissing them, dishing them out for us tonight. I've, I've got to take. I got to take the start us off. Oh, okay. This one's for Kyle. Chris Schubert is low key Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. He's kind of like got like that same quirk sense like of humor. Any of was this right. was has this been discussed before? No, never. Just no. It, hit, it hit me listening to him kind of deal with us talking about the Watson thing. And I was like, Yeah, it's Schubert's Jerry Seinfeld. That he's got Chris, the same like demeanor and like the way he talks. Can you say like what's the deal with airplane food? Uh, no, you're not going to get that out of me. Sorry. What's the deal with airplane food? <laughs> okay. <sighs> Takes well, on, on that Fill note, I think this is a take that will warm everybody's heart right off the bat here since we're talking about it from Brian. Take, there's nothing like fatherhood since Kyle's now a part of Draft Dads. Um, yeah, I'm due to the club, but it's been quite the... What's Monday night? I feel like Joe. I don't know what day it is. <laughs> there it is. Um, yeah, it's it's been a whirlwind of a four days, but it's been really awesome. So, Joe. Oh yeah, all the way in. But yeah, Joe, Joe's sure. Joe's almost a year anniversary of joining the club. Still not, still not anything that uh, isn't exciting for me every day. Love it. Hey, Shuby, quick request for yes. for the takes. If yes. you see twenty twenty one running back takes. Fire yes. away at us. I, right. I was watching somebody today that really got the blood flowing. Okay, here you go. You want a 2021 running back take? Here you go from Jared Feinberg. Okay. Take the UNC running back duo, our top 100 players in the 2021 NFL draft. I watched Javante Williams like in depth, like five games this morning um, when I was on dad duty from my cell phone. Make it work however you can get it in. But, um, and that dude, you knew he was good. You enjoyed watching live games on Saturdays. 
you saw the stats and the production, but uh, Javante Williams, man, he is, I, if you could tell me I could get him mid round two, I'd rather do that than take any, either Travis Etienne or Najee Harris in the first round, uh, based on what I had watched off the five games, uh, one from 2019 and, and four from 2020. You know, what's crazy about this running back situation in North Carolina is how in 2019, like they, they had North Carolina had three NFL running backs and Carter Williams and then Antonio Williams mm-hmm. who's on the bills practice squad. It's like, what? Like three NFL running backs, like in the same UNC backfield. It's pretty crazy to me. I think Williams, Javante Williams is the top 100 guy. I'm not fully convinced on Carter. I like Carter. But a I nice think, back. Yeah. He's a nice back, but like, is he just kind of ordinary across the board? He's got pretty good wiggle, pretty good juice, but like you don't see him breaking tackles and in the physical components go with some of the elusive traits that Williams also brings. Who was he's nowhere? I don't think he's anywhere near as explosive, but who was that UNC back a couple years ago that went to Arizona? TJ Logan. Yeah. Kind of get like kind of vibe those kinds of vibes from him as far as like what his valuation is probably going to be, which is like a, a mid day three guy and, and a serviceable back. And Logan had some injury issues that really watered down his ability to make an impact at the NFL level. But uh, yeah, Javante Williams slam dunk. You just brother. The problem is you just never know when someone's going to Keyshawn Vaughn, the running back thing. Right. You know, <laughs> you know right. what I mean? You so, think he got a really good vibe and then a team doesn't have a pick for two rounds and they're like, well, shoot, we need a running back. So let's just go ahead and take the best one on the board. And lo and behold, he doesn't play at all. And you get Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones is looking like the real deal. And it's whatever. This episode is brought to you by 1010. Now you may have read about this in the New York times or Forbes, and we're all excited to tell you about it. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful commitment ring launching exclusively on January 18th at BlueNile.com. And when they're gone, they're gone. We all know that the diamond engagement ring is iconic. It's a timeless expression of the deepest commitment between two people. And with 1010, it's been beautifully re-envisioned in the hands of 10 modern designers working exclusively with sustainably sourced diamonds. If you're making 2021 plans or looking for a unique and meaningful way to celebrate Valentine's Day, you're definitely going to want to check this out. Again, this exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings launches on January 18th, and you can preview it exclusively at BlueNile.com. This take from Dion Dunn, and it has to do with some latest college football news. With high expectations, Saban being in your own state and having to play and recruit against Bama, Georgia, LSU, and Texas A&M every year, Auburn is the Mm. hardest coaching job in college football. Yeah, that that is a unique part about Auburn is they get Georgia every year too, right? Yep, it's part of their cross conference uh, game. Yeah, I think I, I think it would take you. I mean, there's a lot of good rationale there. You, you have elite opponents that you deal with. You're you're going recruiting against Saban at Alabama. Uh, I I think that's a good take. I think it's a really good take. That's a tough job. Um, you know I. 
I think there's the hardest jobs in college football, in my opinion, are in the SEC. Whether it is Tennessee, Joe, is another good example of a school that like, and they play Alabama every year, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but they don't have the recruiting hotbed in state that at least Auburn has at their disposal. And they have a more prestigious program in the past 20 years than what Tennessee does. So, and the expectations for Tennessee is it's like, you better win 10 games plus a year or else you're chopped liver. It's like that and Michigan are two schools where it just feels like the expectations versus the reality of what those programs are. At least Auburn's won. Yeah. So I, I, that's kind of where I get conflicted in thinking about is Auburn the toughest job in college football? I'm not advocating for Butch Jones right now, even though it's going to sound like Champions I am. But of life. Listen, if you, compare, if you compare Butch Jones's first however many seasons at Tennessee and compare him to Jeremy Pruitt, <laughs> Butch Jones don't look so bad. Get his chance at Arkansas State now. Kyle, you asked for. 2021 running back takes. Uh, see, I'm going to give you 2021 running back takes, oh, but I'm going to combine two takes here. So let me get to both of them because they encompass the same player. This one comes from notable troll of the program. Sam take <laughs> Chuba Hubbard is no longer a top five running back in the 2021 NFL draft. And then Dolphins craze says take Chuba Hubbard is Bryce love 2.0 minus injury. Chuba Hubbard is a bigger back than Bryce Love. But as far as if you're looking at it from the resume of like what they were before their final year in college when they could have come out versus what they've become, Joe, go get that approval, Morocco. I know you're digging for it down there. I can see it. I'm looking for the the bearing on my, uh, my fidget spinner. Oh. Got it, though. We're good. You sit here and <laughs> spin, spin on this take? Right. Well, I, always I, I agree with both of these takes personally. I, I do not see a great deal of appeal at this point in time for Chuba and obviously rushing for 2000 yards in 2019 strike while the iron's hot. It's a low value position. Like didn't re- hasn't really played out for him this year and he's a track guy. So he'll probably run fast, but he doesn't play fast. So yeah, I, I agree with both these takes. I think they're sound, sound takes. I'm in, I agree. No, no further comments. Hmm. Um, I have a, a pop culture related take and there have there been Kyle, you were gone for the two live shows last week. And one of the biggest popular segments, uh, on this show was Joe talking about pop culture. Very people good. love it. It's very people love when he talks about pop culture. So Sean Black says, take Michael Buble has the best Christmas music. Mm. All right. So I'll just give it to you authentic. I'm going to go with no on this one. Um, and this is, this is. This is part of my shtick, I guess, as a person. I like country music. And so because I like country music, I think the country iterations of Christmas songs are the best iterations. And so that's not Michael Buble, and therefore I'm all the way out on this take. Wow. That's the thing is I just have to be honest about the way I feel. I have to be honest about the way I feel. I disagree that Michael Buble has the best Christmas music, but like... It's very, I can get down with like a holiday family party and a Buble albums on in the background. I, I think, I think he's very, very good. For sure. I, I have a question for you, Kyle. Fill in the blank. Okay. okay. This is a Christmas song. Just fill in the lyrics. Okay. Deck the halls with 
bowels of holly. What is the word you use? Bowels. Brother, let me just tell you something. I learned that it's this probably week. probably not. No, it's, it is bowels. It oh, is bowels. I thought it was shook here. I no, was... I thought it was balls. All right. <laughs> For all, my entire life, my entire life, I'm singing this song thinking it's balls of holly. It's bowels. And I learned that courtesy of Cocomel in, in, in a show that my daughter watches all day long. And, and I read the words on the bottom of the screen. Speaking of balls. <laughs> If you're looking for the ultimate stocking stuffer this holiday season, look no further because our sponsors from Manscaped have the tools to make your tool win you the stocking stuffer or white elephant competition this year. Manscaped is the only brand dedicated to below the waist grooming and hygiene products. And great news, they just released their products across Europe, Canada, and Australia. They're down that way, right? Australia. Uh, a few of their new products that are prime stocking stuffers this season, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Ball Toner. You can uh, brush up your balls of holly. Right, Joe? Crop Cleanser Body Wash, Crop Mop Ball Wipes Foot Duster, Shears 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail kit, the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer, which provides proprietary skin-safe technology to get rid of those nasty, nasty nose hairs. There is plenty for you to cash in on this holiday season and stuff your stocking at manscaped.com using promo code TDN. That's manscaped.com promo code TDN. Be the ballsiest gift giver this year with Manscaped. Okay. Uh, I, I don't mind being, being the butt of the joke, and this takes about me, so we'll put it up there and we'll have this conversation. Douglas O'Connor says, take Chris Schubert. Spelled my name wrong, by the way. There's a C there between the S and the H. Has the worst backdrop on YouTube. Go ahead. What do you got, gentlemen? It's tough, it's tough to argue against. <laughs> it's a blank wall. I am not at home. I am not at my apartment in Arizona. I am staying with family, working on the East Coast. It's not my normal setup, okay? So what would be on your background? It would still be a blank wall, but there's a table <laughs> behind me with some assortment of stuff. But I just want it to be clear. This is not oh, the normal for Chris. Not the normal backdrop. For Chris. <laughs> See, Vontel, Vontel, this is what I'm talking about here. Okay. This is what I'm talking about. You said you had a boring Vontel take earlier and I didn't put it up. This is the kind of take I expect from you, Vontel. Texas oh, Roadhouse. Boy. Best mainstream non-fast food restaurant in America. Now, Joe, we are not doing the fast food debate that we did last week. I do not want to go down this road. Do you feel like Kyle needs to be briefed on this, though, a a little bit? Yes, I do. Chris believes that the the definition of fast food, the criteria for fast food is that you have a drive-thru. If you have a drive-thru, then you're fast food. If you don't have a drive-thru, then you're not fast food. So Starbucks is fast food? No, because they don't serve food. They serve coffee. It's, it's busted. Yes, no, they no, do no, serve no. food. I mean, I'm I said all Dunkin- I'm all the way out on that take, Chris. I said Dunkin' Donuts counted as, as fast food, so we'll put Starbucks in there as well. Yeah, they have a drive-thru. I'm all the way out. Texas Roadhouse is the best mainstream non-fast food restaurant in America. What does that mean? Like, it's a national chain? Yeah, it's a national chain. It's the best national chain that's not fast food. Sit down restaurant. Yeah, like Chili's, Applebee's, like this, this spear of restaurants. I'm gonna get slammed for my choice. I know I am. Are you gonna pick Olive Garden? 
No, I'm not going to pick Olive Dude, Garden. Dude, I, I low-key like Olive Garden. And it, the thing about Olive Garden that makes it I good. I take back what I said. Sorry. It's I the salad heard. and breadsticks. You get yes. all the salad and breadsticks. Yeah, you, can you, go for, you can go for lunch, pay $8, and right. walk get out like this. Like Santa Claus. You get the soup, salad, and breadsticks for 8 bucks. kidding me? I like Olive Garden. Texas Roadhouse is good. I think I think this might be a good take. What do you got, Kyle? Logan's is good too. You ever go there? Logan's? That, Logan's that? Roadhouse? Yeah, it's a good. Not, place. not yeah, familiar. Good. Yeah, to be honest, not familiar. It's pretty good. Yeah. I like Red Lobster. Yeah, you do. That's funny. I remember yeah. this. I like Red Lobster a lot. I knew I'm. I know I'm gonna get slandered. The comments are gonna hate this, but I. What? Because the, like the biscuits lobster. are really good. Is that what you're gonna hit yeah. me with? The biscuits are. are game changer. You, are. you can get the um, endless oh, shrimp. Yeah, you got what? What's the the shrimp like month that they have? <laughs> Shrimpathon. That's Toyotathon, but <laughs> neither one of those two sponsors of Drafties. But you can call us and we can fix that. So Red Lobster, brother. Oh, Dolphins craze, clutch pull, Cracker Barrel. That is Joe? a very good. How yeah. did we forget that? That's, we literally, we literally have Cracker Barrel every time we're together. If we go on a road trip anywhere. It, we stop at a Cracker Barrel and have the uh, Country Boy breakfast yeah. with steak, and you ask for medium rare, and they give it to you. Well done. But nevertheless, it's worth it. Don't, don't order a steak for twelve dollars yeah. at a Cracker Barrel and expect to get a medium rare. Good take on Cracker Barrel. I'm in on Cracker Barrel. I'm in on Cracker Barrel as well. I take back Red Lobster, but Red Lobster is a first round on the big board, mainstream, non fast food. We here at the Locked On Network have been big time proponents of the Built brand. And Built's newest product, Built Go, just ups the ante even more. It's a workout gel that's built to help you break through your mental or physical wall each and every day. It's easy to take. It comes in a one and a half ounce package. You can put it in your back pocket, in your golf bag, in your briefcase, in your glove compartment, wherever. And it's always ready to go when you are. It's the best workout gel on the market. It's like five hour energy without the same crash feeling. It's like drinking a monster with a third of the caffeine and better results. It comes in three delicious flavors. My personal favorite is chocolate mint, but there's also peanut butter, honey, and chocolate coconut. Bilko combines energy gel with collagen protein, which is fast absorbing, and it gets into your system fast, and it's easier on your stomach. It's loaded with the good stuff to ignite your system. Beta alanine, B3, honey, caffeine, and it's built to kick all day long with B6 and B12. So visit BuiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKED and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. Colby Dunn, this is an interesting thing considering they won a game yesterday. Cardinals will fire Cliff Kingsbury after next season after Ooh. a regression. Did you feel like when they made the decision to hire Cliff Kingsbury after they were one and done with uh, – Steve Wilkes and Josh Rosen, right? That they were somewhat going to have to commit themselves to this course. So I think Cliff, I think it would have to be clear at the end of 2021 that Cliff is holding the team back. I think it's clear now. But I think it's going to have to be abundantly clear to ownership that they agree with that and that they're willing to let, you know, their their handsome coach out the building and pay him and another coach to coach the team. Um. Yeah, I mean, what's the narrative if Arizona finishes the season with a losing record? Cliff's holding them back. They're what right now? Seven and six. 
seven and six games against the Eagles, 49ers and Rams to finish the season. Okay, well, it's it's not impossible for them to go. Oh, and three in that stretch. Now, I think it's unlikely they go. Oh, and three. But if you are as hot as they were at midseason, completely nosedive and you tank next season, I can get on board with it. Because I agree with Joe. I think it's apparent now that that the coaching dynamic of the Cardinals is not to the caliber of being a championship program. This take about Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith is just the fourth wide receiver on the board because he's light and he doesn't have much potential growth. I got to think over this one. See, no, I want you to take it because this is very real in your world right now. You're in this position as a fan of the Miami Dolphins where you need a wide receiver and you have potentially a chance to get Jamar Chase, Devonta Smith, Jalen Waddle, right? Maybe somebody later in the first round. So how do you feel about it? How do you reconcile that this, this player is, is terrific? He gets open, he catches the football, makes tons of plays against top competition. But at the end of the day, he's 175 pounds. Where are you at on this? So Jorge says he's wide receiver four. Who are the three that are in front of him? Chase? Waddle? Waddle? I don't know. I don't know who the other good. Oh, I mean, Bateman, Inst- Bateman Moore. I don't know. I'm not ready Marshall. to buy any of. I'm not ready to buy any of those guys over Devonta Smith. Um, listen, I, I think there's more value to a wide receiver. And it's very easy to typecast a guy and say, "Oh, he's just a slot." Oh, he's. Oh, he doesn't have the the strength to play out functional strength to play outside, and and those things may be true. For Devonta Smith at times, um, but I don't think that necessarily has to preclude you from being a featured piece of an offense, right? So I think Devonta Smith, in my book, is probably going to be a top 15 player in the class. Uh, he wins in every possible way at the college level. He might not win in every possible way at the pro level, but he's going to win in a lot of those ways because what he does translates really, really well. I think there's a part of me... Obviously, I'm going to evaluate Devonta Smith, and we've had good, healthy conversations about him in our in our TDN scouting meetings. Mm-hmm. Where I mean, this is we we get into this a lot. Like probably three different times this has come up. I guess for me, when I have these types of questions, I I think I can simultaneously recognize how good of a player he is, and that he has a chance to be a really good pro, but allow someone else to make that choice. And I think that's where I'm going to be at with Smith, which is boring, but. At well, the end of the day, I think there's just other decisions I want to let other people make and do something different. We we joke about that as far as certain players are like, they're not for me, right? Mm-hmm. And if DeMonta Smith's not for you, like, yeah, you've got to be able to vet. I know that the comments on YouTube are going back and forth about this now, but the difference between DeMonta Smith being 176 and it being a problem and guys like Rondale Moore and Jalen Waddell is DeMonta Smith's listed at what, 6'1"? He's like that, very yeah. wiry. Yeah. Very lean frame. And uh, if you ask him to stack weight onto his frame, does that come at the expense of the separation ability and short area agility and burst into his breaks that makes him so good as a receiver? Now, you think about guys like Rondale Moore, who I personally would not touch in the first round based on the injury red flags that we have here. Jalen Waddle, who's, you know, both those guys around 180, but 5'10", 5'9". You know, they're much more condensed and, and their build is more friendly, even though, you know, the durability isn't there. So it's kind of this, 
it's all risk assessment. Anything in the NFL draft is just a risk assessment. And if you're not comfortable with that risk, you can, if you feel like you can get 90% of Devonta Smith in the second round with Chris Olave, which is kind of the school of thought that I have, I'm not going to draft Devonta Smith, but that doesn't mean I won't covet Devonta Smith as a player and say, look, he's, he's really good, but like the risk is there. It's just, if I'm the decision maker, Joe, like you said, you got to ask yourself, would I stake, if my skin is in the game here, would that be the decision I make? I have a take here from uh, Michael about Brian Dable. And so, Joe, I'm going to put this up there. It's something we've talked about a lot on this show, I think. But I have I kind of want to share some thoughts on this when you guys are done. Brian Dable will be the best head coaching hire this offseason and will be perfect for whatever team gets Trevor Lawrence than any other candidate. So, spoiler, I wrote a piece on Brian Dable and his Ooh. prospects as an NFL head coach that's releasing on the Draft Network Tuesday. So check that out on the draftnetwork.com. And where I kind of focused in at the end of the piece was really four teams. Cincinnati, who I, I don't think is going to fire their coach. The Los Angeles Chargers, who I don't know how you couldn't see what Josh Allen and Brian Dable have been able to accomplish and say, yeah, I don't want that for my quarterback, my Justin Herbert. I think you should. And then the Jets and Jaguars, who have the first and second picks in the draft that are going to likely get Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. And so when I think you talk about Brian Dable, who has 20 years of experience in the NFL, 11 of them coming with, Bill Belichick. He's won five Super Bowls. He had one year with Saban in Alabama in 2017, was the offensive coordinator for a national championship football team, has been in Buffalo since 2018, and has had a first row seat, a front row seat to watching Sean McDermott win in Buffalo, something that nobody's been able to do since the 90s, and say all of that, plus what he's been able to accomplish with Josh Allen, how on earth would you not want that for your young quarterback? And so I do think when you're considering a coach and you're one of those teams that has either has secured a franchise quarterback or is about to get one. I want to give that guy, Brian Dable. Fun fact for Joe, by the way, um, did, do you know how long it's been since both the Buffalo bills and Miami dolphins had winning seasons in the same season? Both. Uh, yeah, same season. It's probably 95, 99. Okay. So we are one. Dolphins win away from partying like it's 1999 here on the show. Well, you won't have a lose. Yeah, you have you've clinched not a, having. Yeah, but I, I we need one more to win. You need nine. Yeah. So, is it the Raiders this week? No, uh, Patriots this week. Okay. Yeah, a very real thing. And then let's do it. That's the thing about Miami. So, not to get into a Miami discussion, but yeah, I mean, Patriots and Raiders. These next two, man, critical. Playoff starts this week for Miami. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah. You know, you win two out of three, or if Buffalo clinches the division and they sit guys, you know, who knows what that that record can end up looking like. But playoff starts this week for Miami. That's the crazy thing is you could win all three. You could win all three and you'd be eleven and five. Imagine that in year two under Brian Dable with with Tua. Brian Flores. What did I say? Brian Dable? Yeah. Yes. My bad. Brian Flores. <laughs> Brian Flores. Yeah. Listen, I know they're both bald, but come on, man. Well, very Defense, different looking offense, bald men, yeah, right? Different looking guys. That's the only thing Flores they have in common. <laughs> Listen, and it came from the Patriots tree. It's true. It's very true. Can I share my concern about table? You can after I say one more thing. Wouldn't that be something if after all these years of failed Belichick assistance, if the two good ones that take over jobs are Flores and Dable? Yeah, because they're like the least. They were like 
I don't know, all the McDaniels was super sexy for a while and Charlie Weiss and like all the offensive guys like move the needle. And then Dable's kind of just been like an afterthought relative to right. so many of the other Belichick products. So when it comes to Dable and Joe and Kyle, please tell me if I'm wrong in thinking this, but my concern is the reason why we're seeing him have so much success right now in Buffalo is that he's able to strictly focus on working with Josh Allen and work on crafting an offense where I feel as if he takes a head coaching job. There are just inherently more responsibilities that come with that, that he's not going to be able to strictly focus on working with Trevor Lawrence, working with Justin Fields. He's got to be involved in defensive meetings. Yes. If he hires a great coordinator, he doesn't have to worry about that stuff, but he still has to be involved. And that's a time management. It's a resource management thing to where like, I just don't know if you're going to get the exact Brian Dable you're seeing with Josh Allen, take him out of Buffalo, put him in New York with the Jets, and oh, Trevor Lawrence is guaranteed to be successful. That's a concern you should have with every single guy that's never been a head coach before. So I have a hard time pinning that against Dable because that's true for, for anyone that you'd bring up. I it, it, For anyone that's interested, I, I was hopeful to find, I, I did find it. So Dable met with the media today and, and he was asked about his relationship with Stefan Diggs and Brian Dable, one of his uh, things about him that, that comes up when you listen to players talk about him or him talk to the media is he's always FaceTiming players. They say like Brian Dable all the time is just FaceTiming us. And, and like it, it's never usually about football and, and Dable was asked about that specifically and, and how he was able to acclimate Stefan Diggs. And his quote today was players don't care how much, you know, until you, excuse me, players don't care how much, you know, until they know how much you care about them. And I feel like seeing the way McDermott has installed the culture in Buffalo and create this environment where everybody cares and loves each other and doesn't want to let each other down. I mean, I would be encouraged about Dable being able to overcome your concerns based on his exposure in Buffalo the last three years. But the, I guess the problem is that's not what you're hiring him for. You're hiring him to be the quarterback whisperer and developer of whoever your young franchise quarterback is. And you can build a team and, and miss on a quarterback. You, know, you, you can have a good roster or, or have play fundamentally sound football and have a lot of good pieces. But if you make the wrong decision at quarterback or, or you can't invest the time, then yeah. So, so if Brian Dable is going to be a successful NFL head coach. I think what he needs to do uh, is he needs to bring in an experienced assistant head coach to work in tandem with that. He can you know, kind of work to delegate to his staff so that he can carve off a little bit of extra time and be what he is being paid to be, which is a guy who develops a quarterback. Well, you and you and I, Kyle, we've, we've, over the last several years talking through head coaching hires and, and really kind of figuring out what we value. I think you and I have really agreed that's like the CEO leader type yes. head coach is something we really value. Unfortunately, the reality is, is that guys get these opportunities, not necessarily because of that ingredient that they bring. Right. It's because of what they've had in terms of success schematically with whatever they've been in charge of, right? Whether it's an offensive, defense, a special teams, whatever it is. And so, as much as we care about that and the NFL teams should, we know that your merit as an NFL head coach is how successful you were governing whatever you were in charge of. And that could be the Bills offense. It could be the Patriots special teams. And that's why one quarter of NFL head coaching <laughs> jobs are open every, day every day. single year. Yeah. Period.
I'm going to do something I, I don't think probably has ever been done in the history of takes on takes. Oh, I am combining three takes into one response. He's just sitting here getting galaxy brain. Okay. I like it. First take. Justin Fields will be stuck in a not as dire Sam Darnold situation because they somehow retain Marone and fire him one to two years too late after 2021. Okay. We have this take. Hold on. I got to scroll up and find it again. Justin Fields comp is Sam Darnold. And then this take, the Jags take Zach Wilson at two. There you guys go. A bunch of quarterback-related takes, most of which involve the Jags. Holding on to Marone would be a massive mistake. It would also be very Jacksonville. Yeah, that would really validate all the stuff you've really kind of preached when we've talked about this. Because they've already fired the GM. Yeah, and they just already fired Dave it. Caldwell. So now we're going to sit here and hold on to Marone. And that was a report. Was that Schefter had that last week? Said there's a very real chance Marone's back next year. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Joe. No, that, that's that's egregious. That's terrible. That's um, that would give me a lot of doubt. That would if if that's true, Kyle. I'm going to think of the Jaguars like I do Cincinnati and the Jets. To be quite honest with you, in terms of really just not understanding how to run a football operation. So that's the concern. So if that ends up happening, if they hold on to Marone, uh, yeah, Jacksonville, you you got problems because it, it's not trending in the right direction. Doug Marone has had, what, two good seasons as a head coach on his resume? Do you want to hear the quote from Schefter on this? I can yes, read it to please. you guys. He, he did this on NFL on Sunday NFL Countdown. Quote, in Jacksonville, Doug Marone has had the Jaguars playing well the last couple of weeks. They played the Steelers very tough. They played the Minnesota Vikings very tough. There are some people around the league who believe he is actually garnering some support to stay on. What's their record over those couple of games that they played well in? I believe those are all losses. Oh, okay. They won any games? Okay, cool. I'm just making sure. Yeah, can't no, happen. No, cannot happen. And Doug's Doug's not like likable. You know, I I followed Doug Marone for a while. He's not a super likable guy. Media people that I talk to that covered Marone on a daily basis say some concerning things about Doug Marone. I've enjoyed his. He's very candid with his team in Indianapolis Combine. I enjoy I enjoy listening to him talk about his team, but I don't cover the team on a day to day, week to week basis, so I can't speak to what those dynamics are like to follow. And, but I think I think you make a good point there because I agree with you. But And I think that's what makes it difficult for he for to listen to Doug talk like that and then for him to quit on his team in Buffalo and then to see some of the rifts that have happened in Jacksonville. If he yeah. applied himself like he says he does in press conferences, then all of those rifts aren't happening. Yeah. Give me one uh, more, Shuby. Uh, then I'm going to say here. All right, here you go. Take Joe Marino's brother oh. is Seth. Rogan. Brother, <laughs> Frank, he's definitely not Seth Rogan. Oh, they, so they're saying you look like Seth Rogan. I get it now. Maybe that's what they're getting at. Frank, no. David, no. See, so, yeah, they're saying you your doppelganger is Seth Rogan. That's basically the the, the my interpretation of the. Take, I know yes. who that is. I've I've seen uh, knocked up. He's in. That, right? All right, right. No, let's play a game. Let's play a game. How many Seth Rogan movies have you seen, Joe? And can you name them? Yeah, just name as many as you do. Name as many as you can. See how many you can go before you put okay. him in a movie that he's not in. Okay. Monsters versus Aliens. He was the uh, the voice of one of the monsters in that. Hold on, hold on. I just want to make it very clear that right out of the gate, the first, the first movie one that, that you're going to name about Seth Rogen is an animated film. Okay, I'm pulling Listen up his me. filmography to make sure right, but go ahead. 
Yeah, he's in that. So you don't have to. I see knocked up. Um, Zach and Miri make a porno. I believe he's in that one. I believe he is in that one as well. Yes, that's technically a television-related film, but I'll, that's fine. You're good. That's a theatrical release, sir. Was it okay? Um, there you go. What was that one? He's uh, becomes an unexpected dad. What's that called? Um, maybe Kate Hudson. No, not Kate Hudson. The blonde girl's in that. You know what I'm talking about? He inherits this child. He's like a godparent or something. What's yeah, that Joe, movie called? Joe, this is your segment, buddy. You got to name the movies. Kyle what is that one called? You. I've seen that one. You guys, is, can you guys at least nod and say that I'm on to something here? It's more fun this way. Jeez. Uh, is he in Tropic Thunder? He's. I don't believe he's in Tropic <laughs> Thunder. No. No, I'm looking at his filmography right now. No, all right. That, so that was that was fun. What was so that one I was thinking three. of? What was he the movie three. I was thinking about, where he becomes a dad because his friends? I don't died. know what you're talking about. Yeah, Come I don't on. know what you're talking about. I think you're making it up. I think I think that's how far we got before you so made we did, up. We didn't get Pineapple Express. No, nope. never saw it. We didn't get Super Bad. Never I've never it. seen Super Bad, but yeah, oh that would, my god, guys, that would have been one that I would have gone to. I, I, even I know he's in it. Right. Uh, the interview. He's in the interview. He's in This Is the End. This is the end this is a is great end. one. Oh, that's that's one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Really? Oh, I thought horrible. that was funny. Oh, just as bad of a movie as you'll ever find right there. This is the end. Um, I popped that in, on. He, uh, oh. Step Brothers, we mentioned, knocked up. We mentioned he's, he's not in, in Step Brothers. He plays a sporting goods manager in a cameo oh, role. That is okay. so counts. Boy, it's in the filmography. Four year old virgin. Yes, yeah, he's in that movie. Um, that he is in uh, he's in You, Me, and Dupree. I've seen that. Seen that. Okay. That's not a bad movie. Off the wall one for him. Yeah, kind yeah, of off brand for 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 uh, for Joe. Uh, Twenty two Jump Street. He's in. He's in an uncredited cameo I there. Saw I Twenty two Jump Street. I've seen that. He plays Steve Jobs. He plays Steve Wozniak and Steve Jobs. No, I did not know that. Okay. And then he and then he's uh he's the voice of uh, Pumbaa in the Lion King that just came out. I figured that was up your alley, Joe, with the anime. I've seen that. So, I went to the theaters well, and Kyle for... was very disappointed to know that I saw that. I it actually was... did. I ended up going. You wound up going, but then you had like all kinds of weird opinions about that. About seeing the remake of the Lion King. Yeah, you were like you were all fired up and then you went and saw it and we had a my, little bit my of wife over this. My wife wanted to. But you were like anti going to see it. You're like, I've already seen this. I'm not. Yes, I don't, I don't need to go see the exact same movie that I've already seen yeah. just because we decided to make it live action and dub the lips over the animals instead of doing the cartoon version. But the first movie you mentioned, Joe, is Monsters versus Aliens. Like, that's the <laughs> one you went with? Heck yes. He's a wonderful voice talent in there. Can, all right. All right. Can you name anybody else that's in that movie? Monsters versus Aliens? I don't think I can. To be honest with you, I have the list in front of me. Oh God, I probably can't. Um, I don't think so. Reese Witherspoon, Hugh Laurie, Will Arnett, Kiefer Sutherland, Rain Wilson, Stephen Colbert, Paul Rudd, just to name a few. A star-studded I like, cast. I feel like you didn't know that off the top of your head. No, I didn't. I didn't know Seth Rogen was in the movie. I'm just upset that, that that's the Seth Rogen movie you went to first. He's the Joe. blue creature with one eye. So that that you what? can tell me, but you can't tell me another voice in the movie. We're done right. here. Yeah, we got to go. We're done here. Monday Night Football, Browns, Ravens. If you're watching us live, thanks for tuning in. If you missed us live, YouTube, Mondays, Thursdays, The Draft Network, Draft Dudes Live, Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, Chris Schubert. Thanks, as always, for watching. We'll talk to you guys again next time.